You're listening to the Conversations with Kids Peace podcast. Advice, information, and inspiration from experts at the leading provider of mental and behavioral health services for children, adults, and those who love them. Now, here's your host. Hello, and welcome to our podcast series, Conversations with Kids Peace. I'm Bob Martin. KidsPieces TeenCentral.com service has been around for more than 20 years, but in the face of the COVID-19 pandemic, this web-based, free, anonymous, and confidential resource for youth is seeing a dramatic growth in usage. With many teens and young people isolated from their friends and support networks, it may be that Teen Central's offering of advice and support online is uniquely positioned for this specific time in the lives of our youth. We wanted to check in on the service as the pandemic has continued and also delve into the process by which we evaluate and respond to submissions from users. And to do that, we're very, very happy to welcome Jody Whitcomb. She oversees the service for Kids Peace and Jessica Racine, one of the administrators of the site. Colleagues, great to have you with us. Thank you for having us. All right. Thanks, Bob. Jody, let me start with you real quick talking about, we, we talked about the service a few months ago on the, on the podcast uh, in the teeth of the first wave of the pandemic, the upswing in traffic we saw there because schools were closing, et cetera. How are things been going with the site, say, since the summertime? Well, things are going strong as ever. The kids are still writing in um, stories at a, a high volume. We have kids that are writing in on lots of different topics, and it's been a difficult year. Um, and so I think that we have kids who have been writing back and saying, um, I'm here again, thank you. The advice you gave us before, gave me before, before was really helpful. So um, thank you, and I'm here back to ask what to do next. Um, what next? Uh, so we've had a lot of stories since the beginning of the year. Um, a lot of kids from all over the United States um, and definitely outside of the United States. Kids um, from Europe, Canada, even the Philippines that have been writing in and asking us um, for advice on some of the issues they're dealing with. Wow. I mean, and we have to remember, you know, the, the word pandemic implies global. And so obviously these, these uh, stresses are, are, uh, are, are all around the world now. And, you know, as kids are trying to figure out what to do, they're trying to find places that can help them. And that brings us to Teen Central. And Jessica, you are an administrator. So can you briefly describe your role in managing the service? Sure, I'm one of three administrators, Jody, myself, and one other person. We are um, all master's level. And uh, my, by profession, I'm a therapist. And so as an administrator, I have two different roles. Uh, one role is that I am one of the counselors also that I respond to stories that come in. But as an administrator, what I do is I work with any counselor that's responding to a story that comes in to make sure that uh, if a story is of a more urgent nature, that it gets attended to very quickly uh, we really try to respond to every story in 24 hours or less. So one of the things I do is I have an eye on all of the stories that are coming in and take a look at how urgent it is. And then as the counselor is responding to the story, I work with the counselor 
uh, talking with them about uh, how they're responding and making sure that the response is anonymous, making sure that um, the response that we're giving is meaningful and thoughtful and includes some really helpful information. So I support the counselor and then I take care of publishing the stories. In addition to that, uh, as administrators, we also work to improve the content and constantly continue to build the site. So um, Jody and Jamie and I are building different content to put on the site and updating things all the time. And, um, you know, I, I think one of the things that we, we, we tend to forget to talk to people about, about Teen Central is these are the term I've, I've used before, and I don't mean it to be flippant, but it, they are really handcrafted responses. Mm-hmm. You really are talking to, these, talking to these kids about what they are telling us they're, they're dealing with and how to do that. And, and thank you for outlining that process, because I don't think people quite understand that this is not some sort of cookie cutter kind of thing. We take a lot of care mm-hmm. in evaluating what the kids are telling us and, um, and making sure that we're giving them good and usable advice uh, coming out of that. So when we were arranging this, we we talked about that the best thing to do would be give us some examples of recent stories and and the responses. Um, Jody, how about we start with you? Sure, I'd be happy to share one. We had a story come in on November 2nd that was called I Came Out. And the story reads, I came out to my homophobic parents that I'm a lesbian, but really I am pansexual, more into girls than non-binary people, people. My parents did not accept. They were saying they were going to take my phone forever and such. I always get blamed for things I didn't do just because I'm gay. I can't hang out with my friends anymore. I don't know what to do. And so this really speaks to not only the LGBT issue, but also, you know, how important having a phone is for a young person right now, because the middle of the pandemic, that is one way they reach out to their friends and to the people they care about. Um, When they say, I can't hang out with my friends anymore, that's a direct result of the pandemic that they are really cut off from a lot of their friends. They may be able to see them over Zoom, they may be able to see them over you know, text message, but they can't really hang out um, and spend time together. And that's a real issue for the young people. And we see that in a lot of stories. So our first section as a response is three bullet points um, that really deal with ways they can help themselves. And we start off by really thanking them, thanking them for trusting Teen Central, thanking them for sharing their stories, thanking them for being brave enough to come forward because it's not easy to share such personal and sensitive information about things like this, like their sexuality. I mean, that's a very personal thing to come forward and write, especially on a website where just anyone could really read. Now we don't allow commenting and they certainly don't share their names. And if they do, we do take that out because we want it to be anonymous, Um, but it is difficult. And so you see here under this first bullet point, 
um, we say thank you so much and we, we validate that it must be difficult to share such personal information. That's the very first thing we do. Um, and then in the second part, we talk about how sometimes sharing this kind of information and the rejection that this person is talking about from their parents can lead to really extreme and um, emotions like depression and even suicidality. And we know that um, because the statistics prove that LGBT, LGBT people who um, really are rejected by their parents sometimes do become suicidal. So we want to give them some help. Um, and we, so we give them on the help tab, which is our most visit, visited tab on Teen Central, um, to, to maybe text the crisis text line, which is, all you have to do is text hello to 741-741, and you can get an immediate conversation going with someone who can help you. And so you can do that not only on a phone. So you can see that this person says they're worried about having their phone taken away. So we wanna show that we've listened to that and we've seen that. And so we say to them here, you can also do this on your computer. And we provide a hyperlink to that website if they don't have access to a cell phone. And then the third bullet point under help yourself we talk a lot about, you know, I know that your parents aren't supportive of you, but maybe there's another trusted adult in your life. We really want to try to help the child or the young person think about who else in your life could really be someone you could talk to face to face. You know, there's nothing that replaces a face to face conversation. And boy, haven't we learned that in this pandemic that nothing really replaces seeing a friend or family member or someone that you care about face to face and having a conversation and is there somebody else in their family in their network that they could see face to face that would be able to help them so that's in the help yourself section and then we have another section in the response that's called consider this and we get them here in this section to start thinking about coping skills. Mm -hmm. And since they all, every child, every young person who writes into Teen Central has already written something, we wanna try to encourage them to keep writing because writing is a great coping skill. And so we ask them, do you have a journal? Do you write in your journal? Um, we don't put this in every response, but we put them in many responses. And we've even written a what's new blog about why journaling is so helpful. And so in this particular response, we did put a hyperlink to that what's new blog and we encouraged this person to continue writing in a journal. And then the second um, point here said, you know, if writing really isn't your thing, maybe art is. And we had a What's New blog where we really talked about art journaling and we provided a, a hyperlink for that. Mm -hmm. um, and then we also talked about our tools tab and our learn tab, 
We gave them some examples about some of the tools like a positive talk tool and the sexuality tab, things that may help them in learning more about themselves or learning more coping skills. This is all part of the consider this section of the response. So the first section is really about things they can do to help themselves. And the second section is really about coping skills and things they can do to help, um, you know, further their coping skills and their ability to learn um, more, um, more skills. So that's really kind of where we are in our responses in this particular in this particular story, but every story is a little different and we really want to point them back to the website where all the content is so that they can go back and say, wow, there's really a lot here and, and writing stories is, is um, I've shared this story, but there's also a lot here that may help me grow from this experience. And I think, um, well, I've uh, I'll hold that. <laughs> um, Jessica, on that point, uh, you have you have a story to share. And as you, uh, we want to point out, you know, we're not talking about something that's the same of every story we come into. Um, right. So if you want to go ahead and share yours. Yeah, so mine is, is different than the one that, that Jody just shared. Mine is called Do I Think I'm Worthless? And it's from uh, late October, October 25th. And it reads, hey, guys. So at this point, I'm really confused about how I feel. I just got slapped by my mom because she was mad about the chaos going on in my home. It was basically my father calling me worthless and asking my younger brother to read my subjects and explain it to me because I was too dumb to understand any. I just gave an exam in which I did really bad, so my family has come to terms with me being completely worthless and useless. Well, do I think I'm worthless? At a point, I was confident enough to not trust in them, but over time, I feel like maybe they are right and I've stopped trying. If I ever tell them that they made me feel worthless and dumb, they always say that no matter who tells you what, you should always prove them wrong and they continue insulting and making fun of my talents and abilities. My mom hates me, even though she does stuff for me, like gets me food, thinks about my future and stuff. She's always saying how I'm a constant disappointment and that I'm a bad omen. And then every bad thing that ever happens in the house is because of me. She says how she wishes I was dead and how she failed to bring me up properly because I had a boyfriend. How I'm such a pain in her ass and how the family suffers because of me. She clearly hates me, but she's still trying to be a good mom. I don't know how to feel about the entire thing. I want to get out of my house and start living a life, but that's not possible. So as you can see, Bob, I mean, this story just, you know, I think really kind of tugged at us because this person is really struggling with a lot of conflict in her family and really kind of questioning, how do I even feel about my stuff? How do I, how do I deal with these feelings that are coming out because of what my parents have said to me and how do I kind of navigate between what they're telling me and, and trying to be my own person. So we tried to give them, like Jody was explaining, the help yourself section, immediate things that they can do, and really encouraging them to remember, always remember that they're not alone, that they have the Teen Central community 
and that their decision to share their story is really brave and that there's a lot of support out here for people just to feel safe to be vulnerable and share these kinds of things that they're going through. Uh, we gave her some, some thoughts about making sure that she's safe uh, physically and emotionally, that that is really the number one priority. And we really try to drive that home in the help yourself section is that we always try to emphasize safety is the number one thing that we care about. We want everybody to be safe. And as Jody was talking about giving the information that's in our help tab and also directing people to always take care of their safety first and foremost. Everything else has to wait until you're safe. So we connect people to helplines, uh, suicide hotlines, places where they can even be connected a step closer to a person if they don't have somebody in their life that they can talk to face-to-face. -face, the next step would be we want them to find someone that they can talk to, such as a crisis line. This story, we, we believed, we don't know for sure that this person is from maybe another country, just based on some of the context and some of the wording. So we went ahead and provided some helplines and suicide hotlines for outside of the United States, uh, just in case they could use some of that information, but also provided the crisis text line as well. And the thing that we really emphasized for this person and consider this is using the tools that are in our tools section. There's a lot that we build in there about positive daily reminders, uh, things that would help this person hopefully remember and, and spend time thinking about the things that are good about them as they're working through this conflict with their family and dealing with these things that their parents are saying. So, we have the What's New blog, like Jody referenced. There were some other stories about things to do instead of running away. If this person starts thinking about running away, we'd want them to make a safe decision. And also, how is this person dealing with stress? Clearly, there's a lot of stress in their life, and we want them to be safe, and we also want them to find some ways, either through yoga or meditation or spending time in nature or anything that they already enjoy, using those, those skills, those strengths as coping skills to help them get through this time and hopefully get to a point where they feel a little bit better or feel a little safer. Um, I, that, thank you, first of all, for, for outlining that. Um, I, and I think it leads right to uh, one of the questions I wanted to ask Jody, um, because when you and I were talking about this a while back, you said something really interesting to me about the fact that the stories that are submitted actually play a role in uh, how in other information that you find on the site. How, how does that work? Well, we're always thinking about how we're going to build out the site further. You know, where do we start? What sections do we add? What sections do we add more information to that may already exist? And so, or what blogs do we write? Um, and so when, when stories start coming in with certain themes, like, you know, a while back we had kids writing in talking about how they couldn't sleep a lot. You know, I, I, I can't sleep. So we wrote a blog about sleep. Um, you know, we have kids that were like, I'm bored out of my mind, the pandemic, like, I don't know what to do. Like, I've, I've 
you know, I'm, I, you know, I, I just have to get out of this house. I, you know, I'm, I'm bored out of my head. So we wrote a, um, a blog about killing boredom during, you know, the lockdown and, and what you can do, you know, I more ideas of things you can do. Um, so during the lockdown, you know, we try to look at what's going on in the world too, to decide what might kids be coming in and looking for that we don't even know about. They may not even write a story. They may just visit the site and be looking for something. Like I said before, our most visited tab is the helpline. So we're always vetting hotlines and looking for good hotlines and adding. We just recently added a couple, you know, so that they're specific. We, we added a human trafficking hotline. We've added a trans, a specific trans hotline, not just an LGBT, but a trans hotline. Um, so that kids can come on there and find specifically what they need. And a couple of our hotlines are international because we know that kids are writing in from international places outside of the, U the continental U.S. So we want kids that are coming in to be able to have a couple places that they can, they can use those hotlines and they will be able to access them. Uh, and so, so I think it really is about really listening to what the kids are saying. Right now, we're in the middle of building out a section of the site that has to do with social injustice, because that's such a big issue in the United States right now. Um, and kids and youth, I think, want to hear about that. They want to know that we care about that. Um, and that what and and I won't just say we're building out an area of the site. We're thinking about our responses. Like when kids write in about family conflict, we don't just automatically tell them call the police, because in some times, calling the police may be a scary thing depending on your family. You know, so we really are starting to think more about what kinds of responses we give and trying not to just take it from one perspective in life and thinking about all people's perspectives and thinking and, and, and being sensitive to what that may mean depending on who you are and what background you have. It's very, um, it's, 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 it's very much an alive type of, of yeah. a service, I, you yes. know, and I think people need to understand it's not just ask and respond. Yeah. There, there is a dialogue of some sort, making sure everyone is safe and, and that identities are protected. But then also the feedback allows us to improve the site for the next group of people. And, and as we always say about Teen Central, um, there are probably 10, maybe 20 times as many kids viewing the site as there are kids submitting stories. So some kids are getting a lot out of the site um, that are not necessarily asking for a response to something. Right. And, mm -hmm. um, and the experience of those who are participating, who are submitting stories, is helping to improve what we're able to provide to those kids. So very, very much a dynamic, uh, a dynamic situation. If there are folks who are interested in um, 
supporting Teen Central um, or becoming a volunteer in the site? How would they go about doing that? Well, there's really two things uh, um, that I would suggest is one is, you know, getting the word out. You know, if you have kids in your life, if you're uh, an educator, if you work in the field of mental and behavioral health, is getting the word out about Teen Central so that kids know that this is a resource and that it's free and that it's anonymous and it's safe. You know, and saying to them, listen, if you ever need to, you know, to talk to somebody and you don't know what to do, this is a place you can go. I, I really think that's a big thing, letting parents know that this is available, you know, getting, just getting the word out and helping us getting that word out is, is crucial. The other thing is, you know, sponsorships, you know, you know, we, we would love to have sponsorships for Teen Central so that we can just expand and make it more available to more kids in more places, that we could um, have better technology, that we could build apps, that we could do more things with Teen Central so that more kids could reach it. You know, that if you're, if you're in a position to help us in that way, or you know someone who may be in a position to help us that way, we would love to talk to you. Um, and I think that, that those are the two big things, you know, getting the word out and, and finding people who, who this is their niche and, and they have the ability to help us um, through sponsorships um, to build a better Teen Central for the future. Very, very well put. Um, as you guys know, we end each of our uh, podcast by asking for a life hack. This is a piece of advice, inspiration, how to do something better, whatever. Uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first. So okay. Jody, um, we talked about this and I want to introduce you to a product for my life hack, life hack. So I found this year, right before the pandemic hit, this awesome product called Blue Land. And Blue Land is... Um, I use their hand soap, and basically what you do is you buy a subscription to Blue Land, um, and it's a glass bottle, so no more plastic, and you get tablets in the mail, um, and you can get whatever scent you want, and you fill the bottle, the glass bottle, with hot water, and you just add a tablet. So every time you're out of hand soap, you just hot water and one of these tablets. And so you, you really reduce your single-use plastic. You feel good about the environment. The soap is great. And I was so happy I found this right before the pandemic, so I didn't have to like fight people at Costco for <laughs> hand soap. So I just really recommend it because it's a great product. I feel like it was a life hack for me, and so I'm sharing it with you. So I, I encourage you to Google it, and uh, they have holiday scents right now. So. So check it out. Very good. Um, well, Jess, our hands are now clean. Uh, yeah. Um, I think we're going to cook something. <laughs> yeah. So as Jody and I were talking about this life hack and what we were going to come up with, I had it in my head that I was going to share a recipe of mine that I like. And then Jody comes with, I'm going to help you save the environment. And I thought, oh, man, okay. Well, I'm going to help you make really good ranch dressing. So. It's no comparison, but I, you know, I love ranch dressing. It's one of my favorite kinds. And I have a recipe for powdered, like ranch mix that's similar to what you would buy if you buy something like Hidden Valley. Um, but you can store it in your fridge and you can just mix it with mayonnaise and 
a little bit of water and it makes really, really good ranch dressing and you never have to worry about running out. So and we're, going, we're going to we're share going the through. recipe. Um, if you want to go through real quick, we will, we will, um, you know, uh, uh, post it on the site, but go ahead. What's, what's involved? Okay. So it's very simple. It just takes putting a couple ingredients together. Probably the most unusual thing is buttermilk powder. So you're going to make a mason jar, kind of a smaller mason jar full of this. It's half a cup of this buttermilk powder, two tablespoons of parsley flakes, one teaspoon of dried dill, one tablespoon of onion powder, two teaspoons of onion flakes, they are different, one and a half teaspoons of garlic powder, three quarters of a teaspoon of salt, half a teaspoon of pepper, and two teaspoons of dried chives. So take all that, mix it together. I know it sounds like a lot, but it's really not. Once you have the ingredients, it's fine. Most people have a lot of this stuff already. So you mix that up, you stick it in the fridge. And then when you want some dressing, you take one tablespoon of that mix. So it lasts a long time. You mix that with half a cup of mayonnaise. And I recommend one quarter cup of water. The recipe that I got this from said half a cup of milk. I think it's too much. So half a cup of mayonnaise, quarter cup of water, mix it up, you're ready to go. And I'm gonna add something to that because I've had something. I'm not sure this is the right, this is the entire recipe. Um, mm -hmm. I've had uh, appetizers where people have taken the dried mix that you just described mm -hmm. and mixed it with crackers. Oh yeah. And, and you know, this and seasoned them. And I think I've gotten my head stuck in a bowl of those more times <laughs> than I care to count. They're really tasty. But uh, yeah, absolutely. It's a great ranch mix. You could use it for burgers. You can use it for appetizers. It's multi-purpose. So Unfortunately, yeah, I didn't think you'd These are great, great life hacks you guys had today, you know? <laughs> I really thank you for them. Jody Whitcomb and Jessica Racine, thank you, my colleagues, for joining us. And again, folks, for the service we're talking about, its name is where you can find it, www.teencentral.com. If you have young people in your life who may be struggling at this time, why not suggest they take a look at it and see if it could be of help? I'm Bob Martin. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to having you join us again for more Conversations with Kids Peace. Take care. Thank you.